What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Athlete Journal podcast. I am here today with Matt Trowbridge. Matt, welcome on. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm, a, uh, I'm an avid listener myself, and I'm a big fan of what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate it. So um, Matt went to the University of Michigan with me, and he was a lacrosse player, um, but grew up a three-sport athlete playing um, football, lacrosse, and hockey. So uh, I'm excited to kind of get into your journey and how you ended up choosing lacrosse. Um, but before we get into all that good stuff, I just want to give a quick word from our partner, Unbeknownst Co. Um, again, you guys should know by now, this is such a cool small business. Um, Emma makes unique handmade goods, including jewelry and art prints. Um, again, they all kind of feature that minimalistic design. Um, and she focuses on providing quality, functional aesthetics in sustainable packaging. Um, so definitely check out our Instagram page. Um, it's the underscore athlete underscore journal, um, where we can feature our, her product of the month. And all Athlete Journal podcast listeners get 15% off using the promo code AJP15. So definitely check that out. But Matt, back to you. So um, before you became fully committed to lacrosse, um, talk about how you kind of got into sports growing up um, and then what kind of led to you ultimately choosing lacrosse. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I was involved in sports from a very young age. My dad is a high school football coach, so I kind of grew up on the sidelines in a sense, um, always around the team, always kind of like wanted to be in that in that circle so I actually started out playing sports I played soccer football basketball hockey and baseball were kind of the main sports my mom really wanted to keep me busy I had a lot of energy and needed some outlets and um, I played all those sports and then in seventh grade I uh, I went to a new school and at that new school uh, all of all of the friends that I had made throughout kind of the fall and the winter said, you know, we're, we're going to go play lacrosse in the spring. And at that point, I was able to play two sports a season. So I signed up to play baseball and lacrosse. Uh, I picked up a lacrosse stick in the seventh grade and, and really just like fell in love with it. I, um, I kind of knew that that was a sport that I, I loved and was able to kind of compete at so I I would say probably around like the eighth or ninth grade I I kind of like started obsessing over it and really started to pour all my energy into lacrosse that being said like through high school I still played football and hockey and I loved those sports I've always just kind of loved to compete and, and play for the sake of playing but yeah in, in a competitive and like very, very serious sense, I, I would say that I put most of my time and energy into kind of focusing on lacrosse at, mm -hmm. at the um, probably at the turn of like ninth grade is when is when I would say that I really started to focus in on it. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's pretty typical for lacrosse? So you said like, you know, obviously people grow up playing soccer like when they're four, but a sport like lacrosse, I feel like I don't know if I'm right in this, but people do get into it a little bit later or like around middle school. And then it also kind of seems to depend on where you grow up, if there's even like a lacrosse team around. So you grew up in the St. Louis area. So kind of talk about, you know, was your club team pretty good or was it common at that point? Yeah. So I would say no. And I, I was lucky enough to go to a school that had lacrosse and in St. Louis, you know, it's 
very far from a hotbed area. It's lacrosse is traditionally dominated by kind of the East Coast and um, a little bit into Canada as well. But St. Louis, definitely not the main sport. And especially it's such a big baseball town that it, it, it's tough to uh, mm-hmm. find a lot of dads that are tossing the lacrosse ball in the backyard instead of having a catch. But I was lucky enough to go to a high school where I had a really positive kind of male figure in my life that w- was the lacrosse coach. Mm-hmm. And actually the first year that I transferred into this school, he was my English teacher. So he taught seventh grade English. And we had kind of developed a relationship. He was also my middle school football coach, but he was the high school lacrosse coach. Okay. He kind of took me under his wing and, and got me involved at a pretty good learning curve, I guess, in a sense where, you know, like I obviously didn't know a lot about the sport, but he got me up to speed and, and really made me feel included in that mm-hmm. kind of atmosphere. Um, but I think it is common. I think there's a lot of correlation with the sport of lacrosse and other sports. You know, like I look at hockey and like the stick handling, I, I see a lot of translation there. I, I look at basketball and the spacing with lacrosse, there's a ton of translation there. So I think it's probably one of those sports where, you know, if you grew up playing sports and have like a, a little bit of an understanding of all of them, you can probably kind of step into lacrosse and, and, kind of plug yourself in maybe at a faster rate than if you were to pick up something else. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's cool that you did play so many other sports growing up. Um, I would say like a lot of college athletes, that's the case, but I do think like the longer that you play, um, you know, if you're playing other sports for as long as you can before you're actually forced to focus on one, I do think it helps you you know, translate some of that like natural, like athletic ability to your other sport, kind of like just overall be more developed as an athlete. And then, um, you know, like you said, some of like the sports IQ can kind of translate to the other ones. So, um, and then talk about how it was when you said you played, uh, was it baseball and lacrosse at the same time and going from one practice to another, I'm sure. And like, Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. So through middle school, um, my my school let you play two sports per season. So I was playing six sports. I was playing football and soccer in the fall, basketball and hockey in the winter, and then baseball and lacrosse in the spring. And then once you got to high school, you had to pick. And actually, all of those those three seasons were pretty tough decisions for me. There was a while where uh, I I was thinking I would play soccer instead of football or basketball instead of hockey, and honestly a period of time where I thought I'd played baseball instead of lacrosse I'd played baseball my whole life uh-huh. and I just picked up lacrosse you know like two years ago at this point yeah. but uh I think it was broken up by days so it really wasn't that bad like we would have like baseball practice Monday Wednesday Friday okay. lacrosse Tuesday Thursday Saturday so yeah. I wasn't like jumping from practice to practice maybe I, I would overlap some games but it wasn't too common yeah And then, so once you got to high school, you said you had to choose and it was kind of obviously a little bit of a hard decision. Did you just have like a gut feeling about lacrosse? Like, even though you're kind of newer at it, you just kind of knew something that you could continue to excel at because, um, you ended up being the Missouri player of the year, correct? Um, state player of the year. Was that your senior year? Yeah, that was my senior year. Okay. Um, Yeah. You left being the number three goalie recruit in the country. Yeah. So I I was fortunate enough to get put in some positions where they probably gave me a little more credit than I deserved. But 
going back to kind of the decision to go with lacrosse, like I said, it, it was a hard decision because, you know, my whole life I'd played baseball and lacrosse was kind of this sport that I had just picked up recently, but it kind of goes back to what I touched on earlier, where it's like, as soon as I picked up the stick, I, I just fell in love with it. And I kind of started to like obsess with the sport in that sense. I always, people always ask me like if I still like lacrosse and I, I like characterize myself as kind of a lacrosse junkie. Like I, <laughs> I love watching it. I love playing it. it. It was just like, there was an instant connection when I started playing. So I kind of pursued that as opposed mm -hmm. to what was known in, in the baseball route. Um, but that was kind of the main decision to, mm -hmm. to kind of go that path. Yeah. Well, it's good that you made it. Um, cause then it brought you to Michigan. So talk about your time at Michigan. Um, you know, maybe I guess the most challenging season and then your favorite season. Yeah, that's a great question. So my time at Michigan was unbelievable. You know, it's just such a world-class place to be a division one athlete. I always tell people it's so cool. You know, I, I would regularly interact with one person that's in each of the four professional sports leagues now. Um, yeah. And that, that just seems normal, but uh, probably a little unique to the situation that we were in. But Michigan lacrosse was unbelievable. When I went there originally, it's a fairly new program. Now I think we're in our 11th year. And when I got there, we were team six. Mm -hmm. I want to say team five or team six. Yeah. So really stepping into kind of a new program. It just went division one. It just went varsity. And that was a big part of the selling point is like, you're going to get here, you're going to get the opportunity to build this program from the ground up, you'll be a part of the building blocks that'll carry on for years after you leave. So there was a lot of growing pains that we kind of went through. I got a new coach after my freshman year. So that was obviously a big change. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to say one season was the best or the worst I think each each season kind of brings its own journey and its own unique set of experiences that I, I can't really rank one over the other and I don't know if any of my previous teammates are listening to this but if someone was a senior on one of those teams they might get a little offended if I said <laughs> another senior class I had a better team than them so I'll refrain from that and just say that you know all four years were unbelievable and um one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, that is true though. I guess every season is kind of like looking back on my career too, um, its own journey and there are ups and downs um, no matter what, but definitely every year was an extreme year of growth. Um, yeah. So talk about how it was, you had committed um, under one coach and then you said after your freshman year, you got another coach. Um, did uh -huh. that change a lot in terms of you know, team dynamics or even like the style of play for you guys? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think there was a lot of changes that might have flown over my head at the time uh, and, you know, not seemed like much. And, and kind of looking back, I might think, well, you know, that that was a big change. But, uh, you know, I think it's uh, an experience that I'm pretty grateful for. Looking back, you know, I, I had gone to Michigan. I, I had committed to play for the coach that was there my freshman year and developed a great relationship with him. I, I still talk to him and have a have a ton of respect for him. And then, you know, kind of get in some sense a curveball where we get a new coach 
my sophomore year who is another coach that I have a ton of respect for and, and still talk to frequently. Mm-hmm. So in, su- in some sense, I'm really grateful because I got to see kind of two sides of the coin. They're, they're both great coaches, but they're very different in styles in some degree. And, uh, you know, I think having that, that experience to, you know, get coached by a, a variety of, of mentors and leaders is something that shaped me and mm-hmm. something that has kind of taught me a, a, a decent amount of lessons coming yeah. out of Michigan, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like that's kind of helped prepare you for the real world and even like your job right now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think it's probably a little unique to my job, but I jump from project to project and each project I figuratively take on a, a new boss. So it, I would say that like in college as an athlete, your coach is similar to your boss. So you get experience working underneath a couple of different types of leaders and people. So um, I think I mesh well with, you know, people that are giving me direction or, mm-hmm. or you know, telling me what I need to do to get better or do a good job. Right. Uh, kind of as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and then talking about the relationship with your teammates. So first of all, Lax Pros, you guys are always such a squad. We see you rolling <laughs> up to lift. There's like 50 of you. It seems like I don't even know how many are on your team. All in the yeah. gray sweatsuits. We're like, they're here. <laughs> so talk yeah. about what it was like just uh, forming those relationships with your teammates. And I mean, you guys always seemed really close. So I imagine that you're still really close with them now. And then a lot of them live in Chicago or some of them do with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. We had, we had a really tight squad and um, we would always roll around on the mopeds, which was a <laughs> hilarious sight. I thought maybe some people thought it was annoying, but um, it, it was, it was awesome. You know, I, I went to Michigan. I didn't know anyone from St. Louis really that was going there or very few people I should say. And I kind of walk into this environment where boom, I'm thrown into a group with 50 of my new best friends. And mm-hmm. I lived with them all for four years. I still live with two guys that I played with there. The mm-hmm. bonds that you kind of make in a locker room are just so special. And uh, a big part of why I look back so fondly on, on my time at Michigan and um, something that I, I wouldn't trade the world for. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is special. And like you said, just people that you live with, you travel with, you're going through all these like, you know, experiences and figuring out college and what you're doing next. And so it's just, I, it's yeah, like, and they, I'll be so thankful for like for the rest of my life of like having the chance to like, you know, play a college sport just for that reason, the relationship. So absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's you, when you're in it, you're like, in some sense in such a bubble where you don't really know how how awesome it really is you know especially like at Michigan like you're so absorbed in in trying to be the best and trying to win a championship that you it's hard to kind of stop and look around and appreciate just all the cool experiences that you're taking in but you know being able to wake up at 5 a.m and get in the car to go run the stairs of the Michigan stadium with your best friends. That's something that I just like, don't get to do now. And I never thought I'd say I'd miss it, but I do. Yeah. So. That's how I feel about uh, like morning lifts. 
every time uh-huh. the alarm rang, we were like, oh gosh, why? I don't want to squat <laughs> right now. But then looking back, it was like, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're doing it with your best friends, it doesn't seem as bad, but. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh-huh. So you said that you guys, you were like team five or six um, when you started. And so did you feel like as you went throughout, um, you know, your time at Michigan that you're like the team in terms of like either like culture or just like it's um you know if you're if you're part of that building process what was the growth like um and did you feel like um you know by the time you left that you kind of were able to leave your mark for the younger guys behind you yeah it's a good question i certainly hope so i i don't think that i can say for sure if i did or not i I would like to think that I did leave a little bit of a mark um, just in terms of, you know, the energy and the passion that I had for that, for the team and the program, but building a division one program to the level that we wanted to get it at and to the level that it's still kind of pursuing is, is really, really hard. Um, especially just to give a little bit of background, Michigan jumped straight from club to division one. And we made that switch without recruiting anyone. We just took our current club team and kind of the next year threw on a division one schedule onto the calendar. So there was definitely a learning curve and we started recruiting then. So we would kind of filter in recruits every year. And it took four years until we had, you know, a a full division one roster after we even made that switch. And, you know, I think, from a very real perspective, going from clubs straight to division one probably has a little bit of some trickle down effects culturally. And and that might've been some of the issues that I think my kind of era of Michigan lacrosse was tasked with trying to help culturally. And, you know, I think we did. Um, I think, I think at the end of the day, we made a lot of progress and that's something I I can kind of hang my hat on and, and be proud of. If you look at where the program's at now, it's yeah. it's in a really good place. Um, our coach is doing a great job. We're, we're uh, I, I actually just got a notification today. We're 17th in the um, like current poll. So no definitely making great progress. And, and like, you know, the mountain is tall, but I think we're definitely on the climb, so. Yeah, that's great. So, mm-hmm let's talk about end of your senior year. Um, you know, pandemic happened. We're all trying to like figure out what we're going to do. And, um, you know, a lot of us decided to go back for a fifth year. And I know that is something that you were thinking about. Um, but you ended up getting into a grad program at Duke. Um, and then you ended up coaching there. And Uh so talk a little bit about that decision-making process. Um, you know, and how was it deciding to, become um, involved in the sport as a coaching role instead of, um, you know, continuing to play and then talk about your grad program too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to touch on everything. And if, if there's questions at the end, definitely just butt in and and, uh, ask whatever I missed, but the decision to leave Michigan was obviously one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Mm -hmm. And just to give you, I guess, a little bit of backstory on it, uh, you know, I, I registered my freshman year, so I knew I was going to do a fifth year mm-hmm. and I had kind of been playing to kind of sporadically throughout my college career. I played a little bit sophomore year, but not a ton. And, um, senior year was like 
in my mind, like the time to like prove myself. Like I had another year, I was thinking, all right, I'll play this year. And if I light it up, like I'll, I'll come back and like have two great years. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd really like committed myself to, to that senior campaign. I, I think I deleted all my social media. I oh. gave up like all drinking. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was just doing a lot of things extra to try to like push myself over the edge. I, I was doing a couple days a week vegan before my games. I uh-huh. that was right around when game changers came out. So I was making all these adjustments and I really felt like I was putting all my energy into this year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ended up starting to, to begin the season. And, um, after a couple games, I was splitting time. And then I think like we were like five or six games into the season and I, I wasn't like lighting it up by any means, but I was playing like what I thought was well. And I really yeah. felt like I was like kind of on the cusp of reaching another level. Uh, so I, I just kind of like had this feeling that things were going to start kind of breaking my way and um, going the way that I kind of envisioned them going for that year. And then, you know, like one game before the season, I think my coach pulled me in and, and told me, you know, like, we're going to make a decision. We're going to, you're not going to play this next game. And, you know, I, I, I understood it. Um, I think, the year at Duke kind of gave me good perspective on it because I, I didn't take it personal at the time and I still don't, but um, it was to some degree, like a little bit of, I like didn't really know where to go from there. Yeah. Um, I felt like I put so much into it that, oh, I, that wasn't going to get out. And then after that game, uh, the season got canceled for COVID. So there was a lot going into my decision at that point you know I didn't know if there would even be college sports the next year I didn't know if we would be going to classes in person so um, I started applying to some other schools I was pretty interested in this program that they offered at Duke and uh, I just kind of applied on a whim I had been trying to get in touch with their coaches for a while I think I actually talked to their coach once before I got in and uh was just trying to kind of gauge interest in if I would be able to play there. Um, and then, you know, at this point, I wanted to kind of go somewhere, maybe just kind of for a breath of fresh air, maybe a change of scenery. I thought that might be kind of a nice break at that point. But, um, you know, I, I thought – that I still had a lot of confidence in my ability to play and, and I wanted to go somewhere to play. And I didn't know if the coaches uh, had a ton of trust in my playing ability, uh, just kind of based on the, the previous experiences. So I made the decision to kind of go to Duke without knowing what was going to happen. Um, at the time, I didn't know if I was going to play. I didn't know if I was going to coach. I didn't know if I was just going to be a regular student, but I was really excited about the academic program. And then um, luckily enough, one of my coaches at Michigan played at Duke and had a great relationship with him. Uh, we kind of talked about the fact that I was going there and, and what the options would be. And he put me in touch with the coaching staff there and said, you know, 
Uh, I know they are bringing in another fifth year goalie, but what would you think about like maybe helping out the team as a graduate assistant? And I, I said, you know, I would love that. Um, uh, I, I love the game of lacrosse so much that I didn't want to just kind of shut it out of my life completely. So mm-hmm. I took that opportunity and ran with it and, and really loved that year. It, it was an unbelievable experience, made a lot of great relationships. I learned a ton, um, completely stepped out of my comfort zone in a sense. And I think it was a, a great growth opportunity for me as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talking about just kind of like a little bit of a leap of faith, so much uh-huh. on there. Also throwing all of the crazy pandemic stuff on top of that. So it's cool that you're able to, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to do this, even though it may not have been the most like easy or comfortable thing at the time. Um, yeah. yeah, that's really, really neat. And then as a coach, you know, what kind of things did you learn? And did you even know, like, have you ever done like coach any clinics before? Or was this the first time that you were actually um, on that side of the game? Yeah, no. So I had a little bit of experience. I I had coached some club teams. And then actually, I think after my freshman or sophomore year, I, our season ended before um, my high school had gotten out. So I went back and actually helped coach my high school team for a little bit. And it's something that I've always loved to do. Um, I find it really, really rewarding, but it was totally like a new experience at that level. And, um, you know, working with goalies that have had so much success. Uh, it, it was, to some degree, I had to take a little bit of a unique approach and kind of not try to be like an overbearing mentor telling them what they need to do, but more in a sense of like, okay, let's work together because we both want to get you better. Yeah. Um, and how can we kind of make a plan to do that together, mm-hmm. uh, which was a really cool experience. And it, it, it taught me a lot about working with each other you know I think totally candidly it it kind of in some sense kind of made me swallow my ego I I (laughs) obviously think uh that leap of faith says a little bit about the fact that as a goalie I was pretty confident in myself and I think that's necessary to be a good goalie don't get me wrong um but you know kind of stepping aside from the game and and putting away your personal desires of success or personal objectives to try to help someone else achieve theirs uh, was kind of a reality check and ego check, but um, a really cool experience and, and something that I'm grateful to have gone through. Yeah, definitely think it's just going to help you in life too. Like I'm sure at some point you'll be like, I don't know if you want to ever be like a people manager or something like that, but like having that leadership experience, um, I think has to be extremely applicable to just so many other possibilities in life. Um, is coaching something that you see yourself getting into um, again down the road, even if it's just for, you know, fun or like, again, like a camp or something? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever give up like my ties to the sport of lacrosse actually here in Chicago. I'm part of a really cool organization called Alice lacrosse, which is like an outreach program. And I did it in the fall. It's obviously too cold now, but um, in the fall, we would go down to the South side and and teach uh, lacrosse to underprivileged youth, which was like so cool and something that I think I'll try to stay involved with as long as I can. Um, And 
you know, getting back into coaching. I don't know. You, you know, I loved it. Um, and I could totally see myself going back. I could also totally see myself not, you know, I, right. I, uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought that far ahead, but to some degree, I think I'll definitely still coach for, uh, some level for the rest of my life. Right. Or at least it sounds like regardless, just finding ways to keep the game a part of your life. Um, and that's yeah. really cool that they have a program like that because I'm sure that those kids just look up to you so much. So, oh no, it's I, I'm conspired against actually. It's it's, it's an <laughs> awesome program, but it's run by a bunch of Ohio State alums. So oh, you can no. imagine that I stepped in and was kind of the villain. So sounds um, like it. I'm super happy to be a part of it, but I don't think any of them like me too much. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Yeah. Um, so give, before I get into the last final two questions that I always ask everyone, um, give people like a little bit of an update about what you're doing now in Chicago. Um, and also remind us what you studied undergrad and then what your grad program was for. Yeah. So undergrad at Michigan, I studied economics, mm-hmm. um, which I found super interesting. And then at Duke, I went to their master's management program and then did like a little bit of an elective path they have called like, I think it's management science and technology management. Mm -hmm. So I took some uh, computer sciences, computer science classes back at Michigan and really kind of got interested in that. It kind of sparked my curiosity bug and was something that I wanted to pursue. So Duke had that kind of spinoff, which really pulled me into applying to that program in the first place. Um, But kind of through that, uh, I, got more and more interested in into that kind of world and in kind of merging technology and business so now I do technology consulting for Accenture here in Chicago it's really awesome um I see a ton of translation from kind of like being a competitive athlete to working in consulting and uh it's an experience that I've learned a lot from already I think I'll, I'll continue to learn um and you know, I, I've, I've really been enjoying it. That's awesome. It's cool. I always like to kind of, I don't know, ask people like how they got to what they're doing now. And it's cool that you were able to, you know, pick up on like the coding stuff and that you actually like de- developing those skills, I think is so valuable and it's not going to go away anytime soon. Like I wish I was better at coding, but I actually hated doing that in engineering. So <laughs> I give you uh, so much credit, but <laughs> it's such a unique space. I, I, I say this to people that are thinking about going into it, but it's like, you get so much instant gratification from struggling with a problem for a couple of hours. And then you make one small change and you instantly get notified like, Oh, this worked. And right. It's, it's something that's uh, pretty gratifying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So we're short on time, but uh, as you know, I always ask these two questions. First one being um, biggest lesson that you've learned so far. Um, And even if it's just like the first one that comes to mind, doesn't have to be super profound. Um, And then the last one is what are you most proud of? Yeah, uh, I would say, I I would like to preface by saying my life has kind of always been dominated by sports up until this point, I'm, I'm newly retired, but I've learned a ton of lessons, but I think the one that I've found most valuable, at least recently, is that, you know, the competition 
in whatever you're doing. It, it's very rarely between you and the person against you. Most frequently, it's with yourself. And I think that's something that I learned while I was at Michigan when I was kind of battling for playing time um, is that, you know, you're really not fighting the, the person that you're trying to play over or the person that's trying to play over you. You're fighting to be the best version of yourself. And if you do that, then you can kind of go to bed at night and, and sleep peacefully knowing that you did your best. And, and that's kind of the mindset that I've taken into my career and, and the lesson that I've found most valuable since my, my retirement from sports. Um, the, the thing I'm most proud of in my athletic career, and uh, this is probably to some degree cliche, but I think it's uh, being named a captain by my, my teammates and coaches my senior year at Michigan um, was something that I was really proud of, you know, up until that point, I hadn't necessarily had an all American collegiate career. I wasn't the best player on our team by any means. So for them to kind of trust me with the direction of the team and the program at that point in time was something that meant a lot to me and uh, was kind of a dream of mine that I was fortunate enough to live out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was well-deserved. So that's awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they, uh, they might argue otherwise, but um, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about you and your uh, journey in sport. And even though it's like a little bit different for us now that we're retired, I feel like, as you said, it'll always be a part of our lives somehow. So um, really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Maddie. So, and I, uh, I've been telling Catherine, I want to take a trip to Chicago sometime soon. I don't know when it'll be, but, um, I'm sure I'll see you at that point. And then if you guys ever want to come up to Portland, you should definitely come this way. <laughs> I will take you up on that. And I would love to see you in Chicago. That would be so much fun. Yeah. We'll make it happen for sure. So, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the athlete journal podcast. I'm Madeline Trevison. Hope you have a good week.